Train by Train podcast, week 13. This is the podcast where we discuss how rail service performance is impacting the movement and export of Western Canadian grain. I'm Greg Northey, Vice President of Corporate Affairs at Pulse Canada, and I'm joined today by Milt Poirier of QGI Consulting, who manages the Ag Transport Coalition. The Ag Transport Coalition, or the ATC, is a consortium of agriculture groups that produce data and reports on rail service and performance. Thanks for joining us today, Milt. Hi, Greg. Good to be with you. Milt, let's start with the news from last week. Uh, CNCP set records for the amount of grain they moved in October. And so they both uh, said that they exceeded 3 million metric tons for the month. This corresponds well with what we discussed last week on the podcast about the high demand for rail cars from the sector. Uh, and while these overall monthly volume records are a good sign that demand for Canadian grain remains strong internationally, on their own, they don't tell a complete story about the performance of the railways. The fact is, shipper demand on the railways far outpaced what the railways has had capacity to, to deliver in October and indeed since the beginning of the grain year. And in addition to that, the timing of the railways meeting that demand was also below expectations uh, in October as well as since the beginning of the grain year. Uh, so something the ATC tracks, we're quite specific on the kind of service that uh, the grain sector needs to see. Uh, Mill, can you give us a sense on the demand shortfall we saw in October and, and for the grain year and why, why we're seeing this building up on the railways? Sure. Well, there's no doubt that the news from both CN and CP in the last week that they've moved record amounts of grain is a positive for the industry as a whole. And as you mentioned, this doesn't come as a surprise to most industry participants because we've been watching shipper demand and grain movement far exceed last year's levels for both railways since the early spring. You are right, though, that it is an incomplete story. CN and CP historically tout their performance in terms of the amount of grain that they move, less so about how well they move it, or more importantly, how much they might have moved with better execution or more capacity, or a combination of the two. As we talked about last week, the timeliness of meeting shipper demand for rail cars has been somewhat disappointing so far this year, particularly with respect to CN, although to some extent also with CP. And CN, after a reasonably positive week a week ago in week 12, reverted to form in week 13 and supplied less than 75% of shipper orders on time. Just for perspective, that's the equivalent of more than 1,600 rail cars in that week alone or 160,000 tons of grain. CP, on a somewhat positive note, rebounded a little bit in week 13 and hit nearly 9%, which was their best performance in more than a month. So that was good news. The bigger concern, however, as we look over the next couple of months is the durability of performance that we can expect because we haven't seen much of it um, so far this year. While this issue affects both CN and CP, it's particularly concerning for CN given what we've seen from them over the course of the last six months. Pretty much they've shown an inability to consistently meet shipper demand week in and week out. And what that leads to is the carryover of orders not filled in one week to the next week, which effectively results in even higher demand on CN's grain handling capacity week after week after week as the demand keeps rolling from one week to the next. To put this in some perspective for you, CN is carried from one week to the next an average of 800 car orders per week through the first 14 weeks of the current grain year. 
When you combine that with the fact that new weekly demand is outpacing last year by nearly 20%, the demand on CN's assets week to week is frankly exceeding their capacity and seemingly has been for the entire grain year so far. When we look at effective weekly demand from CN shippers, effective being defined as current week demand plus carryover from prior weeks, it's been averaging 5,800 cars a week, while CN has been spotting only about 4,500 cars a week on average. Definitely not a recipe for success. To bring this into a a clearer picture, as we head into week 14, which ATC will report on this week, CN, because of the carryover from last week, was facing total demand of about 6,900 cars, which is frankly almost 50% more than they've shown the ability to spot on average every week. So it's very difficult to see how they get out from under this building backlog without simply walking away from some orders by canceling them or increasing their car spotting capacity, which they have not demonstrated the ability to do on a sustained basis. And unfortunately, all of this is going to be further exacerbated by the onset of winter, which arrived with a bit of a vengeance in Alberta this weekend. Yeah, thanks for that, Milton. And clearly the the difficult weather conditions from here on out are are something to to watch for to see whether whether we can actually meet the demand of, of international customers going forward. Uh, and clearly that demand is continuing. Just, just for clarity, the numbers, and we should probably clarify this for, for the listeners, is ATC represents you know, approximately 90 to 95% of, of grain shipments uh, from Western Canada. So that, that's where the numbers we're referencing that you, you were speaking of, correct? That's right. So another example of this and something I uh, wanted to flag before we, before we close out is the is how overall volumes can often mask underlying issues. And, and we wanted to uh, highlight particularly the Prince Rupert Corridor. Uh, this is a corridor that is quite important for Alberta or originated green. And the data we're seeing week in and week out for that corridor is, is pretty inconsistent. So we're not seeing a very consistent performance from seeing in that corridor. Can you give us a sense of what's happening uh, in Prince Rupert Mill? Yeah, sure. I, th- I think it's fair to say that CN's performance in the Rupert Corridor is is really a microcosm of the bigger issue that I just talked about. Uh, when you look at the order fulfillment performance for CN in uh, for traffic going to Rupert through the first 13 weeks of the current grain year, they've only managed to supply 73% of uh, cars to shippers on time that were destined to Rupert. Unfortunately, this is performance that's not inconsistent with their overall performance, which comes in at 77% through the first 13 weeks. Making things somewhat worse, though, is the rationing of orders by CN due to capacity shortfalls. And in the Prince Rupert Corridor, that has amounted to about 5% of total shipper demand, or 850 orders so far this year, just through the first three months. One of the effects of inconsistent car supply performance, whether cars are not being supplied in a timely manner or orders are being rationed, it creates gaps in the pipeline and it creates an uneven flow of traffic to the port. As you know, ATC reports on uh, port unloads every day in their daily network status report. And over the last few months, the port has struggled to consistently unload 200 cars a day, generally considered the benchmark number for Prince Rupert. As cars are supplied to shippers late, it creates surges in traffic on some days and bunching in the corridor so that at the port, 
you end up with days when there are more cars than they can unload and unfortunately on many others insufficient cars to unload and this just continues to ripple forward and it's it's difficult once the supply chain which includes vessels at the port gets out of sync to get it back into sync and i think this has been one of the problems that rupert's been facing so far this year okay thanks for that melts and thanks a lot for joining us today and for the week 13 Green by Train podcast. For those of you interested in seeing the ATC reports and the data that was just discussed, please go to agtransportcoalition.com. Thanks for joining us. 